Welcome to the Romans 911 Project Podcast, where stepping into the reconnection in the one new man and the fullness of John 17 love and unity is becoming a reality. In each episode, join Grant Barry to drill down deeper into this reconnection and alignment message and the final reforms for the ecclesia, for the church. As we will discover, the reconnection becomes a power key to open the door to God's end-time plans to help restore the family of God for the preparation of the bride, the last great harvest, and Israel's salvation, all of which will lead to the Lord's return. The reconnection message has end-time consequences for us all. Here's Grant. Beloved, now that I've laid a couple of principles down, for us to more readily embrace new views or different types of views on our eschatology, which I discussed in the last couple of podcasts. One, for us to be just more willing to listen and embrace different perspectives when, when we may, may not necessarily agree and still uh, be able to kiss and make up afterwards when we're in different discussions with with uh, with believers about end time perspectives and then the second point is is you know really can we foresee every word of prophecy i don't think i don't think uh, 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 that we are able to to get a hundred percent accuracy um on a lot of the different prophecies that are in the word so i want to encourage us always I'm very passionate about my end time perspective, but I'm also suggestive and I'm open. I, I know in part, I prophesy in part when the truth comes, when, when the Lord comes, we'll know. And interesting enough, think about it for a moment. When Yeshua mentioned that John the Baptist was the Elijah to come, who in Israel, who amongst the disciples even came close to that concept and that understanding. And yet, John the Baptist was the prophesied Elijah to come to prepare the way for the Lord. And so there are going to be surprises for us, beloved, in our end time perspective. So having said all of that, with love and liberty, would you allow me to share with you some of the messianic perspectives on eschatology that might be somewhat different from your own. And please do not allow our differences in the way we may perceive end time perspective keep you from the heart and message of, uh, the, of the reconnection and alignment in the Romans 911 project. Romans 911 is not so much about what we believe prophetically, but rather the Father's heart for us to be one. And I want to always keep emphasizing that as we um, move along in, in study and understanding of this message. But you might be surprised that most Messianic believers 
draw a great deal of their eschatological beliefs from certain Christian viewpoints, yet with one fundamental difference. And this is not all, but mostly. We see the church more through an Israeli lens, as opposed to seeing Israel and the church separately. And I address this in more detail later on um, in the Romans 911 teachings, and specifically in uh, the study guide in part two, with a whole section devoted and dedicated to finding greater clarity in our end time perspectives. So for a moment, will you take this journey with me into the land of milk and honey? Can you imagine what it will be like when the Lord returns to the earth, beloved? Scripture is clear about two visitations of the Messiah. The first as the Lamb of God and the second as a roaring lion. And I don't think any of us will have much of a problem with that. And both of these perspectives are actually portrayed prophetically through the Passover story itself. It's interesting, in the church we mostly focus on the Lamb, but the lion is there as well if we look more carefully. And we believe that in his first coming as the Lamb, he conquered sin and death in the heart through the cross and the resurrection, taking back all spiritual dominion from the devil. When he returns as the lion, the enemy will be bound. That's when it will begin to feel very different. And sin will face its final judgment. That's the angel of death coming in at the midnight hour, as his rule on earth will become absolute. And this is a significant point to messianic perspective. The Bible refers to this time as the millennium, the fulfillment of the next chronicle period upon the earth, at which time the whole world as we know it will be changed. You know, not a lot really has been written about the millennium in scripture. And when we look into the word, we can get glimpses of what it will be like. Yet there are certain promises from Yeshua, from Jesus himself, that should cause us to be greatly excited, especially now as we draw so close to these times. There will be a thousand years of peace that has not happened yet, when Yeshua will rule and reign with justice and mercy flowing from his throne to all nations. In the millennium, Satan and his demons will be bound. Beloved, are they bound yet? They will be bound. And what's amazing is that the earth will be void of all spiritual resistances and opposition. And we know as believers, we face those oppressions and those attacks almost on a daily basis. But when the Lord returns to reign upon the earth, the enemy and all his hordes will be bound and cast out 
of the heavenlies with God, with Yeshua, Jesus, we will finally have the opportunity to get it right here on the earth to help establish heaven's way amongst us. And this, of course, is all very different to the current world we experience on a day-to-day -day basis where sin, which no one seems to want to talk about anymore, still abounds. Prophetically speaking, it is as if the days of creation are reflected through this time. A day can be like a thousand years to the Lord. Just take a look at Second Peter chapter 3, verse 8. And the Bible speaks of 6,000 years of work, labor, and toil. See Exodus chapter 20, verse 11. And a thousand years of rest and peace. Take a look at Revelation 20, 1 through 6. This, we believe, is our inheritance to all those who believe and endure, both Jew and Gentile alike. And we are promised a great role in the millennium and beyond of rule and authority over the nations and perhaps even much more. Let me read you something from Revelations 2.26. A kingdom of priests from every tribe and language and people and nation to serve our God and rule where? Rule where? On the earth. The wolf will live with the lamb, the leopard will lie down with the goat, the calf and the lion and the yearling together, and a little child will lead them. The cow will feed with the bear, the young will lie down together, and the lion will eat straw like the ox. The infant will play near the cobra's den, and the young children will put its hand into the viper's nest. They will neither harm nor destroy on all my holy mountain, for the earth will be filled with the knowledge of the Lord as the waters cover the sea. Now that's a wow. But it was also a prophetic scripture of something that hasn't happened yet and cannot happen until Yeshua comes back to reign on the earth. Hold on, beloved. We're just starting to delve a little deeper into this area and discuss some of the messianic perspectives, which we will do in the next podcast. So until then, beloved, may the God of Israel richly bless you. Lots of love in Yeshua. Thank you, Grant, for that insightful discussion. To dialogue with Grant and Halley, please send comments and questions to email at romans911.org. Again, that's email at romans911.org. 
If you resonate with the Romans 911 project, please pray about partnering with us to bring this reconnection message to the threshold of the church. Sign up for our monthly email. Join our global virtual meetings with other believers to dialogue and pray together. And most important, read the Romans 911 book, Time to Sound the Alarm, and view the Romans 911 study guide 12 to 14 hour video teachings, which are free when you purchase the study guide. The Romans 911 books and teachings are transformational into God's end time plans to prepare the bride and reform the church. They help to create the breakthrough that will change the world. The reconnection message is like a golden key from the heart of the Father to restore love and unity in God's family that opens the door to the fulfillment of Yeshua's prayer in John 17. And it establishes the pathway for the body of Messiah, the body of Christ, to receive the greater glory. But this reconnection message in the one new man has been hidden during the church age in the mystery to reawaken Israel to faith and is only just now coming to light. That's why we need your help to fund this project, to bring the message forth, to help us blow the holy shofar, to awaken the greater church into this restoration. Now is the time. Would you pray to give Chai, to give life to the reconnection, to reach the church and the messianic body and help unite the family of God? To fund the Romans 911 project, we have created the Give Chai Life Campaign. Chai is a Hebrew word meaning life, but it also represents the number 18. And for just one Chai, $18 a month, you can make a difference. Please be prayerful about this. We can't do this without precious saints like yourself who are beginning to get this revelation to help us bring this message before the church. For more information on the Romans 911 project, please visit our website at romans911.org. It's easy to remember, romans911.org. Please also subscribe to the Romans 911 project wherever you listen to podcasts at the end.